welcome to McKinley Cast. Um, this week we are talking about episode 5, Tests and Breasts. In this episode, the geeks learn a little about sexual education. Well, a little in the classroom, a lot outside of it. After Daniel catches Sam with a medical book, he hooks him up with something a little more educational. But are the geeks quite ready for it? Meanwhile, Daniel, when he isn't giving porn to minors, is worrying about repeating math with Mr. Kowczewski again. He pulls the malleable Lindsay into his schemes, but like the geek, she doesn't quite seem ready for that either. The theme for this episode is getting over one's head, except for Neil. He's quite comfortable where he is. Um, I'm Emily. I'm Rich. I'm Carol. Come on, one of ya! I'm, I'm Katrin, and, and I'm my Rachel. mute button got stuck. Sorry. <laughs> This is like a running thing that we're gonna have on our show. Katrin's mute. But we're so out of practice. Herself. No, I like we're it. Let's practice. keep it up. Yeah, it's, it's been true. Forever. Yeah, we're back, everybody. Hey. Hey guys, we're back. Yeah, and someone else is here too. We are. You. Oh yeah, I'm Aisha. <laughs> there we go. We're <laughs> all here. Now there, we're back. There is no guest this week. I thought you were talking about the kid in the background. Oh, I guess we got another one too. Yeah, that's Tiny E. Tiny's just going to be throwing in random uh, thoughts throughout the course of this. Daddy should be coming and getting her soon. Sorry, everybody. It's okay. I kind of like She's it. Eating a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm, I would love a grilled cheese sandwich. Who doesn't? <laughs> All right. So, test and breast, guys. Um, before we actually get into what we thought about the episode, after we saw the episode, we asked for some predictions on the Facebook page. And got some from our newbies, and uh, I think from Heidi also, correct? Yes, she's a newbie listener. Yeah, newbie listener, Heidi. So uh, why don't you, uh, Em, you want to read what the predictions were? You bet. Okay, Carol said, I'm going to go with the obvious. There is a fixation with breasts, probably by the geeks, but could also be on the part of the girls in an insecure way. Tests could be a separate thing. They are in high school, after all. Or they could start trying to figure out how to test for padded bras. <laughs> in my imagination, Millie could be involved with that in a rather hilarious way. They should have gone that route. That'd be funny. Yeah, Millie was barely in this episode at all. Yeah, she was. She had like two lines. That's true. All right, Heidi Jenkins, who's a, like we said, she's a listener, a newbie along joining the ride with us. She says, hmm, pregnancy test? Maybe Kim? And I agree with Carol on the rest. Katrin says, I pretty much agree with Carol. Looks like Carol had the good ideas. And Aisha says, something about cheating on a test. And poor Sam's new fascination with breasts. Aisha. Maybe half right on the last one. Half right. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Aisha gets the victory here. I do too. <laughs> if you were there, I would raise your hand. Point Carol did lots of thinking and lots of considering. Yeah, but Aisha got it right. <laughs> she got it one right. <laughs> She did. She was spot on on one. So, well, the, um, I thought, whoops, after watching it, I thought the title was a little misleading because there really wasn't a whole lot about breasts in the entire thing. You're well, right. Well, I don't know. Which tipped me off to like thinking about what the movie, what the hell the movie was about. You wouldn't <laughs> assume breasts equals porn. I did. I don't know. Maybe that's because I'm. I a mean, man. the type <laughs> of acts depicted in the porn might have something to do with breasts. Yeah, but we didn't get to see that. Too bad. <laughs> Seems like it should have to do with a whole lot more than breasts, considering their reaction. 
I'm yeah. Sure, yeah. It's got to. <laughs> it's got to. It seems like they were there for a long time, too. If it was just a movie of them showing lots of breasts. And, I don't and think it was it was quite traumatic, apparently. And it took a long time for the gym teacher to kind of explain everything. So, yeah, I, I would think that there was a whole lot more that's going to traumatize them rather than just something to do with breasts. Yeah, I honestly, I want to know how far that movie went. Oh, I'm sure it went all the way. That was Daniel's movie, and they were severely traumatized. Neil wasn't. Neil was, Neil was not. <laughs> he enjoyed himself thoroughly. They all he had different be. reactions to it. <laughs> all right, I let's. Uh, that lunch scene, they all seem to be shell shocked. Well, Neil was trying to like tell jokes. Like I don't, I don't know if he was trying to lighten the mood or if he could just tell that his friends were uncomfortable and he was trying to. I don't know. Like I, I'm not sure how I, how Neil actually. I don't about think it. I don't think Neil was shell shocked at all. No. He was. He was. He noticed his friend's um, reaction, so he was just trying to kind of lighten the mood, like Rich was saying, and just kind of go into pleasant conversation about the Dukes of Hazard. I think. Yeah. <laughs> he tried. They didn't. Wa- they didn't want to interact with him. <laughs> yeah, there was. I made a note that there were lots of um, interesting um, current cultural references of the time again in this episode. Yeah. Really? Like what? Uh, hang on, I made a list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked. I asked like what, hoping that you had made a list. <laughs> Are we going to get another sound bite with the, that says Kara's lists? Oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. That's okay. That's okay. Um, red buttons reference, right? Many, red buttons. How many of you guys know red buttons? Just very, very minimally. I know he okay. was like a, like a comedian, kind of yeah. a maybe a comedian, com- comic actor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little after vaudeville, but sort of that. Right. Generation. Right. Yeah, in that, like he would have been young for vaudeville, but he was still old enough to. To be like part of that whole thing, yeah, yeah. I was like red buttons. Um, Bill Bixby as the Hulk because yeah. they were talking about the Hulk, and then he switched over to making it clear that they were talking about the TV show Hulk, not not your uh, comic book Hulk. Okay, um, Bill Bixby, what is that? Oh, that's isn't that his name in no. the comic? Oh, is that no, his no. name when he's not the Hulk? No, that's the actor who. In, <laughs> The TV show of the Hulk from the, I don't know what it was, the 70s, 80, I guess, since it's okay. supposed to take place in 80, right? Um, yeah. We did watch that at my house, but. Yeah, Bill Bixby was the the mild-mannered. Um, Bruce Banner. Yeah. yeah, and then Lou Ferrigno was uh, the Hulk. Would, when he switched over, Lou Ferrigno would be the Hulk. Oh, okay, because I knew Lou, Lou Ferrigno. I didn't know that they did two different actors. It's been yeah. way too long since I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Bixby was the uh, the Bruce when Banner. he wasn't hulking out. Bruce Banner, right? And then Duke of Hazard, and then of course they mentioned Star Trek. True. Okay. Yeah, there were some. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Well, let's try to stay on course here. Let's jump back to the very beginning of the episode, which is uh, the, the the health class. Yeah, the the sex ed class. I was honestly shocked that that class knew more about sexual health than politician these days. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I I honestly am so always so kind of appalled when you know some of the lack of education, even kids here uh, in the same school that I went to, because I'm like, guys, I'm using stuff from junior high school sex ed right now, talking to you about this. Why don't you know this? You just had it. Because I know they still do four years of, as they used to say, four years of sex and four years of drugs. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't... I didn't have a health class like that. Like, I had a health class in place of gym for one semester each year. Uh-huh. But we never had any kind of sex ed or anything like that. You never had a sexual sex education class? We did it for, like, two days out of a year. Like, really? it was in gym. Kind of like how this seems, maybe. No, that was our gym teacher. But yeah, it was just like a special gym day where we talked about sex education we never did the like zucchinis and condoms we're in utah here but they did teach us a lot about like uh, all the different um like sexually transmitted diseases mostly it focused on oh yeah in my school like we didn't get sex ed until like 12th grade when everyone already knew what everything was about and it was just like the basic basic stuff like to make an embryo this goes there and that happens and this has to travel over here. Yeah, we got that in like fifth grade. I remember it was the, the maturation uh, program. <laughs> yeah, they separated the boys and the girls. Yeah, it, yeah. They gave all the girls deodorant and pantyliners, <laughs> and they gave it with the boys deodorant. We didn't get anything. Yeah, we didn't get anything either, except you know all the paperwork about yeah. sexually transmitted diseases. The pamphlets. Yes, the pamphlets and the. We had. We actually had. Um, you know, one marking period of health every year, pretty much the same way they're doing it now um, yeah. in the classes here. And um, one year it would be, um, oh, driver ed. And the rest, and all the rest of the time it was honestly some form of something that usually would end up about sex and drugs. Yeah. And the evils of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened with me, except, like, my gym teacher just gave up and just showed us um, intervention and 16 and pregnant. <laughs> and now out. I'm here for driver's ed. They just show movies about driving. Dude, oh, really? that's totally the way to do it, though. Like, th- that's how you relate to people nowadays. With... And that's why everybody passed their um, uh, driving, uh, the written test at, at my old high school. Yeah. Exactly. yeah no one passed at all. <laughs> Yeah, we would pass. We would usually pass the driver test, but it was, you know, they show. They used to show us a lot of scare videos and stuff. You know, it was like real nasty things happening uh-huh. to people in accidents, car accidents, and stuff. Which, of course, they could also do a whole drug thing at the same time, because you had to have those four years of drugs and four years of sex. We never really got anything like that. Like we got. I mean, they never talked to us about drugs. I remember the most drug talk that I got was back in the day when we had Dare. Did any of you guys have Dare? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. still no. Dare, but they didn't have it when I was in school. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got Dare, but that was back in middle school. In high school, we didn't get anything on drugs. I think they just wanted to pretend that drugs didn't exist. And sex was – I don't think we – I don't – I can't remember one single – class where they said anything about drugs other than explaining which diseases there were and 
like what they do to you. It was all like factual. It wasn't yeah. anything but just write this down, memorize it, and then tell us mm-hmm. what we said. Which is really useless, you know what I mean? That's yeah. not how you learn about sex. But like you said, Aisha, by the time you're in high school, I mean, your parents should have already talked to you about it, I think. Yeah, my husband and I had this very conversation this week, because we were just, we were annoyed. He He's going through nursing school, and they just talked, he saw some things he had never seen about, like, sexually transmitted diseases that are just, like, way worse than he thought, and he's like... We were just talking about how stupid it is that they really don't get into it. They talk about what they are, but I don't remember having a real clear picture of how bad they actually are. Mm-hmm. But he's like, man, you have no idea what these diseases do to you. And uh, it's well, too bad. It's a missed opportunity. When I took health class freshman year, we all had to look at a PowerPoint with pictures of, oh. you know, various sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, Scary. We didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works. Of- Man, that would have worked on me. Yeah, it, there was a lot of infected genitalia. It was- <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It doesn't like actually like malforms like ugh. Mm-hmm. you know, that like yeah. distorts and ugh. Ew. What? Ew. Cool. Yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> Ew. No more. <laughs> Thinking about it, I sometimes think that one of the reasons that the classes that I had were pretty complete was because we used to have it with the school nurse. We had health with the school nurse. And the boys had it with the gym teacher. We were always segregated except for one or two occasions. And and I always felt like we got, even though I wasn't crazy about the school nurse, we actually got better information. Yeah, you probably did. You know, because she actually... We had our gym teacher. Yeah. I had yeah. the football coach. Yeah, you see, that's that doesn't help. She wrote the names of the diseases on construction paper and hung them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have that image. <laughs> yep. That's about it. It's health class, one of the joys in my memory of school. Well, mm-hmm. it seems like in McKinley High they weren't really teaching anything. They were just doing anatomy. So right. they weren't really going over anything sexual either. I think that's why the coach what, – what's the what's the coach's name? I, I keep forgetting. Fredericks. Fredericks. Yeah, I think that's why he's so off-put by the question that he gets. And, like, they, Do they ever say what Sam actually wrote? They don't, right? No, and I was wondering if we wanted – I mean, I guess when we get there, we can – if anyone has any ideas. <laughs> they leave everything up to the imagination. Yeah. So I wonder if it was just like something just – even if it was slightly just about sex in general, I wonder if he would have been put off by the fact that somebody actually asked about sex when they were just learning about anatomy and stuff like that, you know? Well, he knew... I, it had to have been pretty specific about something fairly perverted because yeah, he what knew was. what Sam must have... <laughs> what do you think it was, I ...to know this. Um, I... I don't. I don't want to say it. It's like I want you to use all of the words. <laughs> oh, <come> on. <laughs> Long silence. Uh, 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 all right, moving on. So okay. Al- so can we talk about the injustice of Sam? And have you guys ever gone through that? Where it's all his friends talking, and he shushes them, and he's the one that gets in trouble every time. Yeah, yep. that's happened. Yeah. That's yep. definitely yep. happened to me. That's the worst. That was the the entirety of my freshman year English class. (laughs) 
they're all just talking, 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 talking. He says, shush, and he's like, you want to come up here? Just fetch injustice. Poor Sam. I, I mean, he just gets the short end of the straw every time. How it's just, and did poor Sam. Sam. I can't believe he didn't even know what a vagina was. Yeah, seriously. How on earth do you not know what a vagina is? Well, because in 1980, they were not throwing the word around like they are now. Hmm. They still don't. Like, I, I just heard that um, while they were discussing birth control and, like, uh, the, the Congress, like, they did not use the word vagina. And it's still considered a word you can't say on TV. It's said really? On TV a lot. Yeah. I hear it all the time on TV. I guess I can't I think of a specific time. Well, they said it in this class. Uh, yeah. They said it on Freaks and Geeks in 1999. Maybe primetime you're allowed to say it, because I was just watching this sex ed thing on Dr. Phil, and they censored the word vagina. They blurted it out, bleeped it oh, out. That's weird. That's insane. And they were okay. using it in, like, an educational manner. It was hilarious. All right. Well, to be fair to Sam, those pictures are very confusing. <laughs> and I, I get all of that, but he just seemed lost entirely. Listen, I'm 28, and I have a kid, <laughs> and if you showed me that picture, I would be able to tell you where the vagina is, but I might not be able to tell you which of the items right in that area inside the body it's not like it's the outside of the body you know it's inside the body it's like looking at organs you know what i mean <laughs> i would be confused too yeah, oh. and i'd also like to see all the other kids in the classroom go up and i want to know how many of them would have actually gotten it right like do you oh, think they... do you think alan would have gotten it right hell no no i don't think any of them would have gotten most of them right they might have gotten vagina right right but ovaries and stuff yeah, yeah. uterus <laughs> No, no, I give him a pass on those. Oh my god, that that scene reminded me of this um, this one time in uh, journalism class, where um, like my teacher just got asked so many ridiculous sex questions that she just basically shut down the class and just gave an impromptu sex ed mm. like talk, all because a kid asked her how many holes a girl has. Oh my god, oh. and he oh. didn't know. I remember like those 15. questions. Yes, I remember. They were asking them back when I was in school, too. <laughs> it reminded me of the Wonder Years, their sex education class, where the gym teacher writes, he draws a picture of the uterus and the ovaries, and then he, he draws a square around it and, like, a stick figure girl where those objects, like, was her entire body up to her neck. <laughs> <laughs> We should probably move on. Oh, yeah, all right. So Alan got lice. <laughs> that yeah, was, apparently that... he just showed up for shooting and he had sh shaved his head. Yeah, that was... So they just had to come up with that on the fly. I was wondering what happened there because <laughs> obviously it wasn't like they were going to have a whole storyline about how he got lice because it was just mentioned real quick and then moved on. Yep, they were just like, okay, Alan's... Shaved his head. Let's say he got lice. That'd be funny. So that's that. Yeah. All right. So we go into uh, – we see Daniel walk into – well, first we see Mr. Rosso just walking around and being – Just absolutely enjoying his job. Yes. Just being the <laughs> most friendly person in the world and thinking that everybody is on his side and, you know, uh, poor. I feel bad for him, honestly. It's clear they're not. Yeah. They're, they're just <laughs> – uh, I can't, but how could you be so goofy as to think that, like, you know, these guys are all my buddies, you know? <laughs> know. Like, you're the authority. That's Come on. funny. 
But I like but Mr. Rosso anyway. I like Mr. Rosso. You know? He's what? What'd you he's, say? He, he's a regular guy. He's not the man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's the impression he wants you to have. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, not going to happen. He puts the pal in principal, except he's not the principal. <laughs> what is that from? Oh, it's an old saying. I don't it's an know. old saying. Oh, okay. It's how you remember how to spell principal when you're a kid, because principal is your pal. Ah, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so then Daniel goes into his math class with Mr. Kochevsky, and basically, you know, does the, his Daniel thing and just talks back and causes a scene, and Kalchevsky tells him that he's going to have to stay back if he fails one more test. So that begins Daniel's quest to figure out how to pass this test, which is like a sick... This is like a trope that's used in, like, every high school show I've ever seen. Like, somebody needs to pass one test or they're going to stay back. It's definitely happening mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell and Boy Meets World for just off the top of my head. But it just happened on Glee. Did it? Yep. There you go. Yeah, this will never end. This will go on forever. But Daniel is, like, very, very stupid. So. Did we lose Carol? Yep. Oh, she'll be back. She'll be back. She's always coming and going as she pleases. She's a fighter. <laughs> She's a rebel. She doesn't listen to what the rules are. Um, but, yeah, so Daniel needs to uh, enlist the help of of somebody to figure out what he's going to do. And he chooses Lindsay when Lindsay offers to, to quote-unquote, give him tricks to figure this out. Yeah, he uh, beams at the thought of tricks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Magic tricks is what he actually thought they were going to be, right. apparently. She's like, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I don't want to get ahead of the story. I mean, right. I, I think it was... Before we get into that whole thing, we see Nick and like all the other characters in this episode are really taking. You get the the three geeks, which are doing their their porno thing, and then you get Daniel and Lindsay who are doing this test thing, and all the other characters are kind of taking a backseat. Um, yeah. Kim Kelly and and Nick, they both have like two scenes, and they're really short scenes. Uh, and one of them is with each other where Nick just randomly spits soda at Kim. It's just like, we need to put these actors in the show, so let's just have him spit spit soda at her and then have her I run I know, away. and it's it's like the awkward scene of the show. <laughs> it it, it makes no sense. Um, when Nick just randomly spits soda at Kim, and then Kim just yells at him and runs away. Oh, you know what I think that was about? What? The, when I when we were doing the commentary, I had the same feeling that it was totally random. But then watching it today, I thought, oh, you know, she's talking about something really obnoxious just before he does that, where, where, uh, oh, and my brother got totally blamed for it. Ha ha ha! Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. And um, Lindsay was looking uncomfortable and kind of going, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, and. And, I mean, I was thinking, okay, she's an obnoxious jerk, like we all thought. And then he suddenly spits soda on her, mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was, this time I was wondering if it was not as random as he kind of indicated. Like, oh, I don't know why I did that, Mr. Innocence. And, mm-hmm. in fact, it had to do with what she was talking about. You think he was trying to, like, dispel Lindsay's awkwardness? Um, or what? Or move things along or get rid of Kim or or make yeah. make it stop or you know I never thought of that. 
It did make him look really awkward, though. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know it, if it helped I, or it hurt him. It couldn't have been more awkward. He just literally just been. spit soda at her out of nowhere. I mean, you're right, Carol. It, it, I never thought about it like that either. Maybe he was trying to, uh, you know, kind of get Kim to leave Lindsay alone or whatever. But um, I don't know. I just looked at it as a random because he just said, you know, I, I was taking it at face value because he said, sometimes I just get these urges. Guess I got to go apologize. So I just believed him when he said it. I don't know. You can look yeah, at it anyway. I, I mean, it might be. I just, it was a thought I had today when I watched it again. No, it definitely makes sense. Not to, yeah. And I must say, I would have gotten the urge to do that to Kim, too. I would have the urge to do that to her all the time. All the time. <laughs> I would want to just have, like, you know... Uh, something that attached to my arm that I could just hold over her and continuously pour <laughs> soda on top of her head. But he's such a kind of non-confrontational guy that I could see once he did it, you know, not only denying it, but then saying, oh, I should apologize. And... Yeah. 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 He's such a sweetheart. You he know, but me. let's let's talk about how, uh, what's her name? Sarah randomly walks up to Nick and starts kind of flirting with him. <laughs> The, the, uh, that was Lizzie Kaplan, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Lizzie Kaplan, Sarah, walks up to him and just starts randomly flirting with him. And he, like, kind of just kind of brushes her off. I mean, he's busy at the time, but she was definitely, like, kind of making a move, and she looked sad when he walked away, like, just suddenly. So I thought that was interesting. Is that yeah. when he says cute necklace, or was that a different episode? Uh, I don't think he said cute necklace. I think it was it was basically just, like, her walking up and talking about the band ABBA. Yeah, right. she's going to be, she and somebody else are going to be dressed like ABBA and uh, doing, was it one of their songs? Yeah, the school talent show, I think. Yeah. yeah. They're from Switzerland, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously not one of his favorite bands. <laughs> but then he wanted to play the drums on the on the glass for the door anyway. The ABBA song that he said he was playing. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he made it clear in the first episode that disco sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which we I'm did miss the nice. intro of the joke. Oh, yeah. So the first time the geeks hear it. Here, I wrote it down. So the guy looks up and says, <laughs> how do you think I rang the doorbell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have no idea what's going on. The, and we don't get the rest of that joke also, right? They uh, throw in, like, another piece of it near the end. Yeah. When Sam I'm... is telling the gym teacher. Oh, oh yeah, A yeah, guy yeah. with no legs and arms. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So... Yeah, it, it makes it clear enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> At some point along. Yeah. Unless you're Sam, you get this joke. Or Bill. Or, or his parents. Yeah, well, no, I think one of them uh-huh. got it. Yeah, oh, the dad, dad definitely got it. <laughs> I think dad got it. <laughs> that was one of my favorite reactions of the episode. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, dad got it. And, <laughs> and the mom was just so, so, she definitely didn't understand it at all. She, well, I, I don't. And then just moved on. Like, she looked so Is that confused. when she talks about, I like that red button. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that was the same scene. Maybe. That whole thing with, you know, the mother and, and the her not getting the joke and dad obviously getting the joke. It's like my mom had told me about how uh, her father had once told her that uh, her mother didn't know about certain things and she should just not mention it. And this was about two of her teachers being, you know, living together and being very close and there being rumors and so forth and so on. 
And it was just like, he just told my mother, just don't talk to your mom about it. She doesn't know about these things. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> and it might have been fairly common back in the day, just... Yeah, I mean, we'd be some women about... just not being educated and then getting married and just all of that being kind of just left out of their life. Yep. Well, I'm not sure how much education it was, you know, given in in a regular public school. I didn't mean school education. <laughs> oh, you mean? Yeah, no, they school yard education. They didn't have that kind of education. They were sheltered. They sheltered, were sheltered, good. Yeah. And now they have Urban Dictionary. absolutely is it possible to even be sheltered anymore nowadays no i don't see how i mean i know some people who try and shelter their kids but it's like they will have no nothing with a a screen on it until they are like very old yeah i'm it's possible i'm surrounded by a lot of families that live that way yeah, I just saw a news report saying uh, that Obama's daughters do not have access to Facebook at all. Wow. I kind of don't blame him on that one. Oh, I don't blame yeah. him on that either. I mean, with with uh, with their status and everything, I would yeah. imagine that it would just they would be magnets for all kinds of horrible oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Obama's got a Facebook. Yeah, well, he has. That ain't fair. Run by interns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's an adult. And he's the president. He's a politician. I think he can take... His thin is thicker. Yeah, I would hope. I just feel bad. They didn't exactly ask to be in politics, yeah? I just feel bad for them because I don't know what I would do without it. (laughs) Like, I'm just so addicted to to social media nowadays. I can't... I can't... If I'm away from it for longer than, like, 12 hours, I I start to to crave it, you know? Like, it's an addiction. Oh my god! Yeah, it's that way. So Daniel comes over to Lindsay's house to get some uh, some tutoring done. <laughs> I'm surprised that the dad didn't recognize him from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, see, I I thought about that also, and then I was like, maybe he's just intentionally being a jerk because he doesn't like Daniel. Yeah, he didn't leave a favorable impression last episode. Like maybe he did re- recognize him and just wanted to be just distant. I don't remember what happened. He said, "Who are you?" Right when he when Daniel Did opened he? the door, uh-huh. he didn't even react to the cigarette in his hands. Yeah, and then he was just like, "Is Lindsay here?" And he goes, "Yes." And then Daniel just walks past him. It was the most unfriendly conversation I've ever seen. Let's see. He had a beanie on for the last episode and didn't this time. Maybe he, no, he had a beanie on this episode. Oh, yeah. Maybe he didn't last time. I don't know. But, it would be it would be interesting to see what order these were filmed in. Whether they were filmed in a, in a different order than they were shown. Yeah, true. True, definitely. and you have to remember the viewing audience did not see the last episode. Oh, that's also true. And yeah. when they recorded that, maybe they knew that. Interesting. You know, they might have recorded it after knowing that Kim Kelly was not going to be aired, so they needed to create a new opening scene for these two. So how long do you think Daniel was actually studying in Lindsay's room before he gave up? Because when he first oh, arrived... Was... I think we saw the whole thing. Yeah, no, we couldn't have seen the whole thing because at some point uh-huh, he had to right. learn what the quadratic formula was because that was <laughs> right. the only thing that he knew how to say when it came to math. And, <laughs> I mean, when he first got there, he was smoking a cigarette and then within 30 seconds he decided to go outside for another cigarette. 
So yeah, like, that's what I was thinking of. So yeah, so we know that he didn't try in the beginning, and he well, forgot his Well, it's the same cigarette. Well, matter, it was yeah. the same cigarette. He put it out, but I mean, come on, give me, give me a break. So it's not a cigarette, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then he goes outside and he sees Sam, and and that's when his his offer is made to Sam to help him out in this situation. And I love Sam's reaction, by the way, where he's just like, he's smiling and nodding as Daniel's telling him that he's going to help him out. And then slowly like this, this doom comes over him. And he's just, Oh my God, what is about to happen? I know. What did I just get myself into? Yeah. Sam's reactions throughout the whole thing are are hilarious as always, you know, but I love even when, when Daniel first gives him the, the bag in the hallway and Sam's just like he starts to open it, and Daniel's just like, "No, I don't want it to get confiscated." And he just looks terrified momentarily. Yeah. He gets that look again. <laughs> yeah. Like what? But then he's <laughs> like, "Oh, okay." Like walks away like he's confident. And then Bill, by the way, turns around. He's got his hands widespread as he's walking through the hallway, looking around, making sure that nobody is coming near. Like he's secret service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, that was so funny. I mean, the geeks this episode had um, uh, more of a storyline than than the freaks did, you know, because it was really just Lindsay and Daniel. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so then uh, what happens? Some stuff happens. You know, Daniel asks Lindsay to help him cheat. Basically, is the next thing that happens. Yeah, and this is when Nick's on the lookout. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Lindsay's like not having the cheat. No, this is that's actually later when when Nick is on the lookout. First, he tries to get Lindsay to help him cheat, and then she says, "That's right. He's gonna." She'll talk. To she'll Mr. talk Kalchef. to Mr. Kalchevsky. Exactly. She's still very innocent. But and you, the way the freaks work and how Daniel, you know, she still just has all the confidence in the world that he could just sit down and learn this stuff, and he'll be willing to do that. Well, she also has the confidence that Mr. Kalachewski will be a nice enough guy to care about somebody learning. Which because is... she feels that Daniel would. If yeah. she, you know, she, you know, she feels like he could do this, so she feels like Mr. Kalachewski probably feels the same way. Yeah, but he don't care. He don't care, no, not at all. He's no, just Mr. Like... Kalachewski is that uh, teacher that has just given up. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting perspective to have. Mr. Kaczewski and his whole reactions this whole episode, how right he is or how awful he is. Yeah, I, well, they go hand in hand. Like, there's one specific time when he says, you know, don't let your hormones get in the way. I know he has dreamy bedroom eyes or whatever he says. You're like, you can't help but be like, wow, you're being a dick. Like, don't don't right. call out her hormones. You don't know what she's thinking. But then again, calls the kid a loser. Yeah, but then yeah, again, but... I mean, really, it it is her hormones that are doing this. Yes. And he is kind of a loser. And so, he's like, the kind of kid that'll get you killed in Vietnam. He's right about that, too. Yeah, he's pretty much right, and he's aggressively correct throughout all of this, and such a douchebag about right. it all the whole right. time. It's, mm-hmm. You can be right and be an idiot at yeah. the same time and just be doing it all the wrong way. Yeah, that's and He does it all the wrong way. Well, that's him. Yeah, he he doesn't cuz he doesn't care. He doesn't care yeah. whether or not I was he very does it interested right to hear Carol's um <laughs> point of view being a teacher. It's more than doesn't care. This guy is hostile. Yeah. I mean, a teacher that's, you know, to the point where they don't care where they say, "Well, you know what? This kid's a lost cause. I've seen this these kids before." 
I'm not going to waste my time on this kid when I could be helping, you know, 12 other kids who actually want help. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of being, that's, that's being burnt out, <laughs> a little bit burnt out and, and, and all, but this is, this guy was hostile. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he took offense at Daniel, which, you know, probably Daniel's been cheating in his class before, you know, he could have even had him for algebra one or something, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And we've seen Daddy. that Kalchevsky isn't really interested in using logic to figure out what's actually going on in a situation. He just kind of gets his his ideas and and goes along with them. Like he didn't know that they actually cheated, but he made up that anonymous note thing. The same way that when Sam had a geek written on his locker, Sam got in trouble. Like if you think about it for two seconds, Sam's not writing geek on his own locker. You know, so like Kalchevsky doesn't care about using logic or or reason. He's just, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I don't care if you agree with it because I win. Yeah, he's 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 a total jerk. He's I mean, there's you don't talk about kids like that. You don't think about kids like that. I mean, even if the kid is is, you know, you look at him and you say, oh, my goodness, I'm afraid this kid is going to be in jail in a few years. You work really hard to make that not happen. Yeah. You don't give up on the kids that are it's more no. difficult with. You try harder. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes absolute sense. Though you do warn a kid like Lindsay about what she's getting into, but you don't do it by saying that the guy's a loser. Right. Yeah. If you look at Lindsay through Mr. Kaczewski's point of view, it's a little like um, Mr. Rosso where, you know, Mr. Kaczewski is the mathlete's guy and he lost her to these guys. Mm-hmm. In his eyes, you know, she is totally going downhill. Mm-hmm. Do you he's... think he's personally offended by this? I, I could see it, maybe. Probably. I mean, she was the best. Is that a spoiler alert? <laughs> no, they've. She was like the best mathlete in the school. Millie's been saying stuff like that. She has, yeah. I yeah. can remember. I mean, they've all said been... that already. <laughs> trying to get her back and everything. I mean, they seem to have kind of given up on that, but. Um, which it hasn't been that long. I mean, how long do we know? How long has supposed it's supposed to have been at this point since since she's been in the mathletes? Well, since she's been out of the mathletes. Yeah, since... uh, that's what I meant. Um, it seems like the show started pretty much the beginning of the year. I I would guess her grandma died late in the summer, pretty close to when the show started. So, and we just had Halloween. I think it's only been a few months, but the whole school year. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It must have started really. It must have started really close to the beginning of the year. I assume she was in the mathletes last year. And then this yeah, year and you just, especially with the geeks' point of view, you kind of get that this is their first few, few weeks in high school. You know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You get that vibe, although they don't really say it. But they do have Halloween, which is only soon after school starts. Yeah, that's true. So literally, like about halfway into November, then. Uh, yeah, they're probably somewhere around there. Right, I, I, I guess so. You know, spoiler alert: there's no Christmas episode. I was or just about to ask episode. you if there was one. Yeah. Halloween is the only holiday they recognize. Okay, so yeah, at this point, it's kind so of hard to know. tell. We're just gonna have to go by what kind of weather they're having in the background. <laughs> um. So listen, not that I have any experience in this area whatsoever, but when you're cheating on a test. Oh, that you was stupid. can't get all of the answers right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go for a C plus, a, a B minus if you're really pushing it. 
okay? But you, you should get an A. That's yeah, the that worst was stupid. Decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially I'm very with... disappointed in Daniel. He yeah. should have been smarter about stuff like that. Exactly. Like... He said he was good at this stuff. I believe Yeah, yeah it sounds like he's been cheating his way through school. Seriously. I, and it, it was one of those tests where you have to show all your work, too. So, yeah. like, he's got, like, all this these crazy things I, I can't read because I'm terrible at math. But I'm looking at it, and I'm just going, if... Quadratic equations. If he hasn't been able to write any of that down before, why would he suddenly be able to just... Yeah, I know all of this. Yeah, yeah that seemed like that. a total rookie mistake. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah. Disappointed. Very. Um... So, yeah, uh, then the geeks, you know, finally the school day ends and they go home and they watch their movie. So, if you notice, their legs are crossed or (laughs) their hands are on top of their pants the whole time. (laughs) Or they're turning to the side. Yep. I love how they start out next to each other. They're all in this little tiny group. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Through the course of the show, they get further and further apart. So they're just like as far from each other as they can get. Yeah, yes. that's I hilarious. Like that. um, how do you feel about? I'm just wondering. You know, you see Neil is super excited about it from the very beginning, and then he's commenting on it throughout the course, and then afterwards he wants to watch it again. So obviously he's he's all about this. And Sam, you know, starts out kind of curious but uh you know with his defenses up and it just goes poorly he hates everything about it oh yeah he is he is not ready for that at all but what he about is, bill just... what about bill how does he feel about this kind of in the middle yeah but a little closer to sam than neil yeah, yeah. and you know i've got the i've got a deleted scene featuring neil i can either talk about now or wait but it know, gives you a little it. more insight yeah, let's, let's get that insight Okay, so um, one of the female teachers comes up and gives him one of those little one-arm squeezes and tells him how proud she is of him, but she whispers it in his ear. uh, He did some sort of English, I think it's an English teacher, and she she just comes up and is just so friendly and even gives him the one-arm squeeze and is like, and she whispers in his ear, I'm so proud of you, and he is just like, just kind of like how Sam is if anyone tries to touch him. Really? But it was, yeah, so it was quite similar. So he's so he's a little creeped out by this then, too, you're saying? Totally, yes. He Wait, was that was like, Sam or Bill? That was Bill. I mean, oh, that was Bill, okay. Sorry, I thought you said it was Neil before. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever name I said, it was all, it all happened to Bill. Okay, so that was all a story about Bill. English teacher, yes. Okay, gotcha. And so he is like, don't touch me! You know, you're a woman, and I just saw some things, <laughs> you know. And that's kind of, Sam had the same reaction with Cindy and everything. Yeah, yeah, Th- yeah, that's the next thing that happens, actually. So Cindy comes over and talks to him, and he's, and Sam is just, he just kind of brushes her off. Just like, ah, I'm busy he right now. He can't even look at her. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't even look at her. Yeah. Those kids were traumatized. Yeah. You know, it just occurred to me that even though the music that was on the, porno was very like i don't know what music that was weird music um it <laughs> it suddenly occurred to me whether it might have been a dominatrix thing you think i don't know it's i mean i don't think they i don't think they had something specific in mind but i was just trying to figure out what would make these kids like afraid of being touched or women in general or you know Oh, I can name about a hundred things, but you don't want me to. 
Okay, later. After. <laughs> okay. In the commentary, they, list. Did, they did talk about the music. The, they For went the through so many porno-sounding musics. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. They went through a lot of porno-sounding musics, and they just came to this one, and they said it was really especially happy, cheery, and it just made them laugh. Yeah. So it, <laughs> it was, was very just, happy. They knew it didn't fit very well, but they just thought it would be funny. No, I was down. Yeah, I thought it made the scene funnier, too. Yeah. yeah. And then the next scene when they're in the cafeteria, there's music playing in the background, which is just ominous, slow, like, horror music almost, <laughs> while they're just sitting around <laughs> eating chips. I didn't chips. notice that. <laughs> no, I noticed that immediately. I started laughing just at the music. Um, in my notes, I've got a uh, weird family dinner and Neil telling the joke, bef- and then a scene with Millie before the geeks in the lunchroom. Do you have those notes down? Uh, no. Hang on. Where are my notes? So, we already talked about the weird family dinner with the joke. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's after watching the porno, that's when Sam asks if they understand the joke. Yeah, well, after they watch the... Yeah, after they watch the porno, Sam asks about the joke. And, no, actually, I'm not sure about that. That might be before the porno. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I've got it in my notes that it's not. And then it cuts to Neil telling the joke just like it's the greatest joke he's ever heard now. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, he was super excited. (laughs) Oh, by the way, uh, Geek Guru got the joke or quote unquote got the joke. Yeah, I don't do that. Did he actually get the joke? I don't think so. I... I say he does. I don't know. It seems like he should, but my rule of thumb is anytime somebody pulls that well, I understand it, but I'm not going to explain it to you. They don't understand it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's definitely the rule. Like, if they say that, then they don't know. But, I yeah, know. and he, I, did, I he did have a girlfriend. He did seem like he was. And he's he's the guru. Come on, this guy's. Guru. He's a guru. Well, he does mention she comes up. Well, it's kind of funny because he says, like, if I didn't know, would I. Would I be with her? Would I be with her? And she's like, oh, you're so bad. When (laughs) you didn't even hear what they were talking about. (laughs) It's kind of weird. But I don't know. There's a scene in a later episode that sheds a little light on the geek guru that I can't talk about. Hmm. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So then we're, we're, we're approaching the final, the climax here. And Lindsay, or what's it? Lindsay and... What's his name? Daniel are discussing how they're going to go about the situation. And Daniel starts saying, or Lindsay starts saying that she wants to confess. Well, before that though, wait a minute, before that, Mm -hmm. before that, yeah, Kim brought reality to Lindsay about Daniel. Oh, right, right, right. Which I think really set the tone for, uh, Lindsay to start thinking about this a lot more seriously Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, Daniel is playing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Kim was kind of the catalyst for, for Lindsay changing her mind about what she wanted to do in this situation. And before that, I think I've got notes that she talked to Mr. Rosso. Is that when she yeah, told I've got... him that they didn't cheat? Yeah, 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 I've got that too. Yeah, Rosso, it's when Rosso tells that ridiculous story about how he got the crap eaten out of him, <laughs> which is supposed to help, I guess. I don't know what that's supposed to be. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was as if he was going to have a point at the end of it. Like, he beat the crap out of me. But, <laughs> but that didn't happen. He just, and then he finished it off with, when I mean he beat the crap out of me, he really beat the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, just... that is my quote, actually. And it's, for whatever reason, it's one of my favorite quotes of all time of this show. Oh my god, I feel so terrible now. I'm no, gonna, I'm gonna go okay. back and I'm gonna edit that out. And then no, don't worry about it, because you got the quote wrong, and yeah. I'll do the right quote. But oh, it's hilarious, yeah. and we don't mind. We're good with quotes. You know, you didn't get that, it that wrong, that was, but that it's was... his delivery and the exact words that make me laugh so hard. He, you know, when you just said that, it's like it suddenly occurred to me that in his head he might have been trying to point out to her that, uh, that Daniel is not necessarily on her side. Mm-hmm. That you know, oh. he befriended this guy, and when he pulled his his uh, his support out, the guy turned on him. Mm-hmm. That's true. But maybe he she shouldn't be trusting Daniel quite so much. Perhaps, perhaps. I definitely took it as him saying that Daniel was going to beat the crap out of her, but <laughs> I'm <laughs> I, sure I I'm wrong. It seemed like his biggest takeaway from that is that he was cheating that guy out of the out of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very Mr. Rosso thing to say. God, that so does not get through to kids. It's like the yeah. worst way to oh, try. Yeah, the worst. yeah, I've tried that one. It doesn't work, even mm. though it's true. It is true, but they don't care until later. You know. Yeah, that's just not. They're too me oriented still. No, kids I, are very me oriented. I started, but you know what? I started caring about stuff like that while I was in high school. Like I wanted. I I knew that knowledge was important while I was in high school, you know? I don't know. Maybe not when I was a freshman, but by the time I was a a junior or a senior, I definitely was. I would have have listened to Mr. Rosso. He's such a I would have too, but (laughs) maybe I wasn't typical. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so then, okay, you're right. That did happen first. And then then Daniel and Lindsay have that conversation after the, the Kim talk. And Daniel goes into his whole, uh, well, first, actually, she says he starts kind of talking down to her a little bit. Not, not, not like making her feel bad, but like, you know, kind of given his whole charming confidence routine. And she calls him out for manipulating her, yeah. which I thought was awesome. Like, I didn't think that she would actually say, you're manipulating me. Yeah. And then he but then he ends up manipulating her. her. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that was like his, uh, his what's it called like his his fallback you know he was he has that in the back you know he's got that in his pocket just in case no matter what and he was good at it you know what i mean he started crying he got her to feel really bad mm-hmm. worked i it would have worked on me too i'm like oh my god you're so pretty while you cry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that that was a I, I like that speech. I, I mean, it's hilarious when he brings it back later on in the episode. You know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we go on to the next. Uh, we see Sam go into the health class again, or they're all in the health class. But before before everybody leaves, Mister Fredericks, that's right. Yeah. Mister Fredericks calls Sam back in to ask about the question at that point, and that's when they go into the. The uh, Sam's, you know, emotional roller coaster sex talk montage. <laughs> I love that. I think that was great scene. That's, it's a very, I don't know, it, it makes you feel really good about Mr. Fredericks for the first time. It does. You're right. He yeah. kind of seems like a dick for the for the beginning, mm-hmm. especially in the one. Oh, the whole entire like the, series so far. The dodgeball made him look, you know, just like uh-huh. 
like a bully, you know? But he oh, yeah, he's just like the typical cares. girls, you know, calling them all girls. and Yeah, exactly. But he seems like the opposite of Kalchevsky in this episode because Kalchevsky mm-hmm. doesn't want to help. And then here's Fredericks going out of his way to help. Yeah, you know? Kitty possibly like getting he... himself into trouble, mm-hmm. apparently, by what they talk about. Any, like, insights? I mean, they leave it totally open, but I don't know. thought it'd be fun. I don't know what they were talking about, but <laughs> did anyone have ideas? I have no earthly clue <laughs> what could have gone on in that room, especially not to make Sam start cracking up the way that he did like later mm-hmm. on. Because yeah. at first you're like, okay, when Sam's making the faces, like he's like really disgusted and weirded out. You're like, okay, I can kind of see what they're talking about now. But when he starts laughing, you're just like, what did he just say to him? Like, what is making this funny for Sam? Right, right and now? I can only imagine there are countless internet forums devoted to the speculation of Sam's question and uh, the conversation, but I've never visited any. I Either. bet there is. We gotta hey, look girl. that up. What do we have to look up? We're talking. We're speculating about um, Coach Fredericks and Sam's conversation <laughs> and the question. <laughs> um, I didn't even begin. I was looking at that today, and I was just like looking at the facial expressions, and I wish I could read lips. And I think the last thing you hear is some guys, not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. You can take that a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And that talk kind of fixes all of Sam's problems, too. And, oh, yeah, and then that's where you can see that it, Bill is feeling like, you know, just like Sam was. Because then when Sam goes and talks to Cindy, when they're painting mm-hmm. the things, the pictures that's or right. whatever, the signs... Yeah. And then Bill walks over and he sees and he's just like, oh, Sam, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. They're like seven-year-olds again. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to, I got to tell you, when I was, they're 14, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was more sexually aware at 10 than they are at 14 here. <laughs> I understand that's the time, I guess, the 80 as opposed to 90 or whatever, but, um. I don't know. They seem like like really, really far back. You know what I mean? Like for to to be in high school and say gross is to me is just kind of. Like I was in middle school. I never thought that was gross. I might have thought that was gross when I was like seven or eight years old. Well, we don't know what was on that film. That's true. Right. I keep forgetting. I keep just assuming it's just a regular porn. You know? No, so many mysteries. No, I'm well, sure. Well, you know what? Honestly, I've never seen one. A porn? A porno? I have never. Really. I'm a girl, and I grew up, you know, I'm a Mormon now. I grew up Mormon. I just, yeah, didn't. Here, um, check check your email. (laughs) (laughs) And I think think I'm kind of classical girl where that just doesn't appeal to me. I don't know. It's just not my thing, I can tell. I think it's, most most porn is more for guys anyway. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's why Playboy is so much more popular than Playgirl. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not totally in the dark, honestly, but um, I have definitely never seen a porno. That, to me, is mind-boggling, but no. I can like definitely good. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's not <laughs> mind-boggling to me at all, though. I mean, the only porn I saw was back when I was, you know, like in my 20s and stuff with, you know, crazy friends and stuff like that. And it was more joking around and, you know. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've seen hard R-rated movies and, you know, all of that. I've just never, like, actually watched a porno. I think there was, 
there were some crazy movies that came out when when I was uh I guess my early twenties or late teens or whatever, like Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon. <laughs> like par- <laughs> like parody movies. Yeah, yeah. It was like a parody porno movie. It was weird, you know, but it was one of those things where a bunch of people were like, Oh, let's go see this crazy, you know, movie. That kind of thing. You yeah. Know? That reminds me of uh the Friends episode where Phoebe <laughs> Phoebe's sister stars in Buffet, the Vampire Lair. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, and um, there is actually a Freaks and Geeks porno out there. I have no doubt. Oh my they God. talked about it in the commentary. Someone did us one of those spoofs on Freaks and Geeks. Well, I know they what I'm doing. didn't go into it, but Rich, you check it out and let us know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that to you, Rich. I have plans tonight. I understand. <laughs> I'm typing it in right now. <laughs> I when I was uh, when I was um I used to walk through um from Port Authority to Actors Equity. You'd walk through Times Square because Actors Equity re- was right there off Times Square. And in those days, 42nd Street was all porn theater, uh, sex trade, and such on 42nd Street, Street and Eighth Avenue. And some of the names were just like those. I mean, they did a lot of punning on whatever was a popular movie at the time or TV mm. show or whatever. And some of them were pretty funny when you'd walk by. It would just be like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, Lindsay goes into – Lindsay and Daniel are waiting to get called into Mr. Kalachowski's and – the parents show up to to defend her and back her up because they were not supportive the night before. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel, I, if you watch Daniel, he's just looking up at them as if he has no idea how to react to the situation, which I just thought was great. Yeah, and we didn't talk about that. Her parents totally believe the teachers, and Lindsay gets so upset that they don't believe her when in actuality she is lying to them. She is yeah. lying, but they should have believed her. I fully believe that if you're a good kid forever and you've never given anyone a reason not to believe you, then you should be believed, you know? True. But and I am so glad they came and supported her and believed her when they came, when they showed up. I just thought that was odd of her to be so mad and put out that they didn't believe her when she's just lying through her teeth at the moment. Well, that's one of the reasons she was so mad and put out. Yeah. yeah, she was overcompensating, you know. Yeah, I mean, she she was probably mad that they, you know, didn't believe in her, but feeling extremely guilty because they had reason not to believe in her for the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. And the angrier you are, just interesting, at. interesting emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, I mean, yes. Them showing up, I'm sure, made her feel that much guiltier. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That I, that was the last thing she wanted to happen. She didn't want to have to continue lying, you know, with her parents and then, in the room. Yeah, and showing up with all that support. And, uh-huh. You know, we were wrong not to believe you. Yeah. The other thing is that, you know, it's one thing to accuse the guy of cheating, but to assume that she was the one who helped him. I mean, there are a whole lot of other students in the school. It was just because she asked for the extension. Yeah, and she was tutoring him. So, yeah. you know, why wouldn't he go to somebody else? I mean, yes, he did go to her, and she is guilty. But, um, 
there's every reason to think that he wouldn't mess up his tutoring if if it was truly tutoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know what it was. It was just him trying to get over on, you know. But he could have asked somebody else to help him cheat. No. Anyway, yeah. no, they, de- they don't have any evidence against her. There's, it's actually, it's not even circumstantial. It's just ass- assumptions. Yeah, exactly. He's he just pulled something out of his ass and said, "I hope this works," and mm-hmm. it almost yeah. did. If he didn't, if he didn't rat himself out to Kalchewski, then it would have worked. You know, I mean, to uh, Rosso, and then Rosso had to tell them that you know there was no actual note. Which didn't end up mattering in the end because Daniel obviously couldn't do one one math problem. Yeah, which I don't understand why the guy didn't just have him do that originally. Yeah. You know, say, okay, right. fine, was... take the test over in front of me, you know, or a few mm-hmm. questions. Well, just I don't think you can, you can do it. I don't think you can. Can you? If there wasn't that idea of the note existing in the first place, would he have had the right to ever say, you need to take this again without any proof? Like, he already took the test. You can't make him take it again. You don't have any proof to make him do that. The only reason that it worked in this case was because they already got them into the room under might, under false pretenses. You might not be able to change his grade. Um, he could have just said he lost the test and he had he, um, Daniel had to take it over again. I don't, I don't know of any rules that say that a teacher can't ask a kid to take a test again. Yeah. Yeah, here's my take on it. I, I mean, think he said the note thing not- to get a quick um to get like a quick Lindsay confession. Yeah, you wanted a confession. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Yeah. But right. I think just the fact as just as a teacher and I Carol probably knows more than I do, but just as a teacher to have a student that knows nothing and then all of a sudden turn in a totally perfect test score is enough. Isn't that enough to be yeah. able to say, I want to watch you take do one of these for me. Would you do that for me, please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if a kid yeah. is, I mean, I've had, I have had tests where literally I could see exactly who copied off from whom, which questions and, and everything and where the questions, start, the answers started and where they spread out through the room. I, I it literally, uh, it was a long time ago when I was fairly new. Um, but you know, it's, it's really obvious when people have cheated because most kids are not very good at it. Um, just like you said, I mean, he's got, he gave himself an A. Yeah. This is a novice move. Yeah. It was just, you know, yeah. So I don't think there's any rule that anywhere that says, no, the teacher standardized tests are one thing, but in your classroom, you're kind of in charge, you know? Yeah. But okay. Just hypothetically, Mm -hmm. um, just to play devil's advocate for a second, if he had cheated and he ended up getting a C plus back instead of an A, and Kalchevsky thought at that point that he cheated anyway, even though he only got a C plus, would it be right for Kalchevsky to to ask him to take it again anyway? Or I think at that would point, have had a much more difficult time because you do have to justify everything mm-hmm. that you do. Um, if a parent is going to make a fuss, or if you know, or whatever. Um, if a kid gets a C plus, he's been getting F's and he gets a C plus. I mean, it's it's really hard to say. And he de- and it doesn't show copying from a student nearby. Yeah, you know, which it wouldn't because he had the he had the answers. You know, mm-hmm. so as it long as he like... didn't copy the wrong answers from the kid across the way, which is usually the 
what clues you. It's the wrong answers. Um, then, uh, then mean, he would have had a he would have had a tough time on that. You mean what clues you is is somebody copying the wrong answers off of somebody else's sheet? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, it's the wrong answers, not usually the right answers. But you know, if you're gonna cheat, you can't just cheat off one person either. There's got to be like at least three people around you. So that you could pull little bits of each one, and then it's too confusing to figure out later on. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad I never had you as a teacher, Carol. I might not have graduated high school. <laughs> Wait I'm a minute. Sick. You said you never cheated. I'm I... sorry to hear that, Rich. <laughs> uh, sigh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so we're at the the final scene. The scene where everything comes out, which is... I think it's hilarious from the very beginning to the very end with the parents in there and randomly saying things. Like, Harold is just randomly making quips at what's happening in the room. Like, I can't believe I took off work for this. <laughs> it's, it's just funny the way that he says stuff. But I love that scene and the way that Lindsay just cracks up at the end. Oh, yeah. Like she has no idea how to react there. And they're all trying to guess as to why she's laughing. They have no idea. Like, oh, it's a, it's a, she, she's, she's just nervous. Uh, I don't know. So I love Daniel. I'll just use the quadratic formula. He's so proud of me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he like knew those words. <laughs> yep, that's I, what he knew. <laughs> I loved in the scene before when he was totally manipulating her and everything that she did before he came out with the junior high school and and tracks and all of that stuff. Before he came up with that, she uh, she actually said, "You're manipulating me," and I was like, "Yes, Lindsay, finally." <laughs> yeah, we said that before. I guess you might have fallen off on the call. But I totally oh, agree. Yeah. That that's might be my favorite part of the whole episode, actually. Yeah. I just love that she had the confidence to say that to him as if he was a person instead of an idealized version of what she actually wants, you know? Yeah. I really liked how she said that, you know, it's really hard to say no to you, but I'm going to. Yeah. Like, that was, that was a great line. And I was just like, finally. But right. then... He just continued manipulating her, and she didn't realize it. So that kind of killed it a little bit. Yeah. But at least <laughs> yeah. she tried. Because he amps it up. A for yeah. effort. Yeah, he amps up the. He, he goes to his his you know big number. He'd yeah. been he'd been saving you know saving mm. that one for. What's his hail mary? Come on, I mean, yeah. you're gonna pull off the tears. Yeah. You're yeah. really going hardcore. I only did that one time in high school. <laughs> one time. <laughs> And it worked. <laughs> Everybody cry if you're in trouble. I just this is my my advice. No, I'm just kidding. Just don't get in trouble. Come on, come on. No, I think the writer of this. No, who was it? Shoot, I didn't write it down. Oh, maybe I did. Oh yeah, okay, I remember now. I think it was uh, whoever did the commentary. He said that his friend, and I think it, what's his Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Um, was his friend, and that was his Hail Mary in high school, is he was in this situation where he was in the wrong, and he said, there was nothing I could do, so I just cried. <laughs> That's how he, it was just all he could do. And I, he, he actually couldn't remember who it was, but he was pretty sure it was Owen Wilson. I thought that was funny. Oh my God. Okay, I'm just going to tell you guys this story and stop <laughs> hiding behind my lies. So, <laughs> this... <laughs> This episode, this almost exact thing happened to me. Oh. Um, 
Oh, <laughs> uh, hi, was... that was Scout. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, My what? eight-year-old. <laughs> who, who was just saying things? It's like somebody's got a really interesting way to disguise their voice. Um, but okay, so listen. So I, I was not the greatest student, but I was, I was okay. And I was, it was the final week of school. I was a senior, and we were about to take finals. And my friend was on the computer, and he said listen go i'm gonna print out the final i'm i i I see it right here i could go print it out you have to go get it for me and i was like i i I don't know about this like if we get in trouble we're gonna get a lot of trouble but you know he convinced me he was just like dude there's only a week left who who cares so i was like all right fine long story short i get caught waiting for the final to come out of the printer by another teacher so i get brought in to to uh the principal's office which was called 23a it was like this this scary room that nobody wanted to go to and i went in there and he was like you know did you cheat like were you trying to cheat were you trying to steal the final and i was like no i swear to god like i never i never went on the computer like how would i have ever even printed it out like i don't there's no way like I, what i just knew that the final was going to print out of the printer how would i know that i'm not a psychic you know <laughs> and he's just like we know you have an accomplice and he actually said accomplice by the way and i was just like i don't know what to do in this situation because i felt i felt like Lindsay because i didn't really want to do it in the first place but i also kind of felt like daniel because i was like ready and willing to just lie my face off this whole time but he didn't he didn't care and he goes this is what we're gonna do we're gonna go down to your teacher and we're gonna ask him if there was any way that anybody could have printed out the file and had you go get it. And I just went, all right, this is, this is the end. I don't, I have nowhere to go from here. And I just broke down and just started bawling my eyes out. I was just like, I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is, this is like a bad dream. And I was just, I mean, this was the acting job of my life. And, (laughs) He did not care at all. <laughs> he was just like, he was just like, this is doing nothing to me. Like he, there was no effect on him whatsoever. And I'm sitting here, I'm going in my head. I'm like confident, like I'm, I'm the man. I can't believe I'm going to pull this off here. And he actually made me walk all the way down to my teacher's off- office with him and ask the teacher in front of me, in front of the teacher's class also, if there was any way that this could Goodness. happen. Um, the end of the story, I got really lucky and the teacher was a nice guy and he lied for me. And oh I'm not going to say his name because I don't want him to ever get fired or anything. But you, my friend, if you're listening to this, you are the man. Thank wow. you for not getting me kicked out of high school a week before I graduated. And I had never done anything like that, by the way. Like, I had never tried to steal it. Like, I didn't even want to do it. Like, I was getting a B-plus in the class. You know, it was just like, I'm a senior. Who cares now? I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Did you ever talk to the teacher about it again? It was actually the last time I ever saw him because the class was over at that point. It was just the final that I had to take um, after that. and You know, I bet it's because you were doing all right in the class. That's really cool. Well, you know what? This guy was – he was he was a Metallica fan. Like, we had, <laughs> we had a lot of stuff in common. I was in a band, in a metal van, so we used to talk a lot. He would let me sleep in class and not yell at me. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> – it's, it's rare to find a teacher that's willing to let you just sleep in their classroom. 
But, yeah, well, uh, you owe that teacher. Uh... I I know if I could <laughs> somehow like repay him somehow, you know, with my I don't know how I could possibly do that. <laughs> Without, here, he's got a shout-out on my podcast. That's what I can offer. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are, Mr. N. There, I'll give you the first letter. <laughs> anyway. see the old principal like, listening to this and taking notes. Oh, I know. <laughs> principal Wallach, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Oh, that's funny. Um, that we hold on to since high school. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that, Rich. <laughs> uh, you're, you're welcome. I hope everybody enjoyed my story. Story time with Rich. All right. <laughs> so that's actually the end of the episode. So why don't yeah. we get into uh, – you want to do feedback? Want to do feedback first? Yeah, let's do feedback first. I've got the email up. Um, Let's see. We've got one, we've got two, right? Yeah, two. One is from Heidi. Do you want me to read that? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Hey, guys. Biff is the sex ed teacher. I was waiting for him to call Sam Chicken. Hey, you know, I knew he looked familiar, and I didn't put that together until just she said that. Okay. Um, That was horrible of him to do to Sam, though. I was completely mortified for him. He did care about the kids, though, even when he was embarrassing them. There seems to be a problem with continuity. Lindsay tells Mr. Weir that Daniel is a friend from school, but I'm sure he would remember him from his fight makeout session with Kim in their kitchen. Mm. The look on Sam's face when Daniel tells him to find him at school tomorrow is so great. He goes from really excited to horrified at what he's possibly gotten himself into. Why does Daniel have a porno on film? I know it's the 80s, but all we had were VHS tapes when I was a kid. I think my dad had home movies on film. And I just re- retread that, maybe reread that. I need to clarify that I'm talking about movies in general, not pornos. <laughs> LOL. But poor Sam, more awkward than ever. Biff keeps uh, helps him out in the end. Lindsay, you don't get to feign righteous indignation when you actually did cheat and you've just been caught. And how stupid can you be to help him get an A? That's obviously not going to be believable. I really enjoyed the episode until Lindsay's laughing fit at the end. That wasn't believable to me. I hope she learns not to trust Daniel after this, but I doubt it. Until next time, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thank thank you, Heidi. I think we shared kind of maybe why the dad didn't recognize him earlier. Yeah. That that show didn't actually air. Right, right, I didn't right. know that that show didn't air. I don't know where I was when that bit of information was. Kim Kelly is my friend. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it it aired the next summer, but it did not air in syndication, and it aired on ABC Family, not on NBC. Uh huh. Um. Oh, sorry. Um. You know, I like the laughing fit at the end because the fandom is quite. Uh, it's um, it's quite divided on liking it and hating it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I I loved the look on her face before that. I mean, she was looking at him like. He was like she was really seeing him for the first time, and like she was seeing a monster emerging or something, you yeah, know. Uh-huh. And then she just went into this laughing fit, and it seemed totally appropriate to me that it was like she was either going to stand up in righteous indignation 
or she was going to see the ridiculousness of both the idea that she would stand up in righteous indignation and what he's doing and how much she got played when she knew. I mean, it was ridiculous. And I assume she's just like really seeing just how, you know, the different layers of, of, uh, of the whole situation, you know, how many different ways she was played and, and, and the whole thing. And that it's just, you either laugh or you cry. So she's laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you notice the spit that flies out of her mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't not notice it. Yeah. They always talk about how they keep the real moments in. And that was just one of the takes that just spit flew out of her mouth. And they're like, if you do anything on freaks and geeks, they all, all the actors started understanding that they can't do anything embarrassing. Cause that's the one, that's the take they're going to use. Oh, um, as far as the porno on film rather than on VHS, I would think there was an old, it was something old that he'd gotten a hold yeah, of. Yeah, I'm guessing that he has had that a long time, maybe from his dad. It's just an old porno that was yeah. on film, I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Daniel had access to porn on the new video cassettes. Yeah, that, because they were, VHS in 1980 was, I mean, it's been around, but. It was, and also, porno was hard to come by. Yeah. How I understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Done some digging, Em. (laughs) Everything I said before was a lie. (laughs) Um, There's one more email, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Carol. Carol? Or should I read that? Yeah, read Harold. I'm reading it? Okay. This was my favorite episode so far. I'm curious what you make out of uh, Kalchevsky. From Lindsay's perspective, he's a jerk because he won't give Daniel a break. But in fact, I think he's probably right about everything. Daniel and Lindsay did cheat. He is a bad influence on her. And Desario is exactly the type of person who would get him killed in Vietnam. At worst, maybe Kalchevsky could do more to reach out to his students. But it's really likely that there is... But is it really likely that there is anything he could do to get Desario to study harder? I had a similar experience to Sam, probably in 1980 or 81 too. I had a friend who discovered that his dad's stash of Super 8 pornos. There we go. There you go. (laughs) When his parents weren't home, three of us went down to the basement to watch some of the dirtiest hardcore stuff you could imagine. Being on Super 8, it was silent. Each film only lasted a only a few minutes, and we couldn't project it any bigger than about six inches by eight inches. Still, like <laughs> Sam, I was totally grossed out. I was not ready for that, and I felt obligated to sit there and pretend I was excited. Oh, well, I suppose the same thing still happens today, except in high-def 3D and surround sound. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got to run. I think someone is drumming on my door. Harold. Yeah, nice. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Harold. Harold. I hope yeah. you discuss the Kalchevsky to his uh, liking. Yeah, I think I think we got what he wanted. He, he feels pretty much the same that we did. He's yeah. right about everything, but he's a jerk off. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I just got to say, I remember the first time that I watched porn, and I was eleven. And it was the Spice Network. Does anybody remember? I had one of those illegal black boxes at my house that got, like, pay-per-view for free. And there was something called the Spice Network, which was just on all the time. It was just 24 hours a day. And it was Christmas Eve. 
and <laughs> my friend and I Such were, uh, yeah, we were just downstairs because all the parents were upstairs and we were like, okay, we don't really have anything to do. They're all, you know, doing their parent things. And then we just came across it and we must have watched it for like three hours, but had absolutely no idea how to react. I mean, it was very like, I don't know if we were like grossed out, but we were like, huh, okay. <laughs> just like, you like treated it like you were like scientists. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we even had that many thoughts going through our head. I think we just watched it, and then it was like a blank canvas as we were watching it. Like, I have no idea how to feel about this, and we watched it for so long too that I think we were just like just worn out by the end of it. Just like I want to just go to bed. I don't know how to make ends meet of what I, just happened. That's funny. My uh, son had a an unfortunate experience that I did not know about for a really long time that we were on um, vacation down in Mexico and um, there was another family with a little kid who um, vacationed about the same time we did every couple of years and uh, so we'd met them a couple times and my son went to their place for like a play date with the, with the, the kid and Years later, I found out that this kid had shown him porn. Wait, I missed how old he was. He was only like eight. Oh, my God. And he was totally, you know, he's told me since that he was like totally traumatized at the time. But he didn't tell me about it or anything. Otherwise, you know, fur would have flown. You kicked some butt. Yeah. My daughter's eight. I can't imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Make us something like that. Uh, when I was eight, I stumbled upon my mind. I stumbled upon my brother's porn stash. Oh! Mm. And what was your reaction? I was like, "Yeah, boy stuff." <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I didn't give another thought, honestly. Good, you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. My son was like, "Well, that's why I never wanted to play with him anymore, Mom." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she told me I wouldn't have suggested it ever again either. Hilarious. Yeah. All right. Facebook feedback. Uh, we okay. got some Nutty Nuchas. She says, I kind of love this episode. It shows how bad sex ed classes are and how they don't teach kids much of anything and then they go to porn to learn. And that won't teach them anything real either. I felt bad for Sam all through the episode, but when the Coach Biff sits him down and explains things properly, it's just so great. I find myself loving Coach Biff for that. As for Lindsay helping Daniel cheat, I get her motivations. She tried to help a friend, and when she saw a teacher really was a jerk, she got mad. Daniel is a manipulator, and he does it so well, I wonder if he is always aware when he is doing it. It's how guys like him get through life. They con others into doing their work. Sure, his track three story was most likely based on a real experience. Tracks, by the way, were a very bad idea in education, and they doomed kids from the start. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse his behavior. I think that's why I like this show. They give us reasons for people doing crappy things, but show us that doesn't make it okay anyway. You know, I've never heard of these tracks. Oh, well, we didn't, Did you guys call, get them, we didn't call them tracks in our school. We have – we called them um, – oh, I, I don't know what they were called, but they separated us into letters. So, like, hmm. you know, A, B, and C. And C oh, yeah, my school dumb too. Kids. And, uh, really? Yeah, this definitely yeah. this definitely happened. What age? Uh, all throughout school. Like, they are were, you kidding? So you all had a letter, and you knew if you were a C kid, 
Everybody well, they didn't. Like, no, mm. they didn't tell you when you were a, when you were a little kid. They wouldn't really. I mean, for me, they didn't tell me. They didn't say like, "Hey, you're in B," which I realized yeah. I was later on. But once you get to high school, they're forward about it. You know. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Now I remember my only experience with anything like this was in third grade for reading. They there were three teacher, three third grade teachers in our school, and they divided us up for reading time. Like one teacher took. You could tell that one teacher took, like, the brighter, highest level, and then there was a medium kind of average, and then there were the slower readers. Uh-huh. That's the only experience ever I had of anything like that. Even in high school, you didn't have, like, like, we have, we had J classes, K classes, L classes, no. and AP classes. The L class... We had AP classes, but you signed up yourself. If you wanted to do AP, you just said, I want to do AP, and you signed up for that class, and you took it. Oh, no, you couldn't do that. Yeah. If you, you had to be invited to take AP in our school. Really? Yeah. No, not us. Yeah. What, what about it's... you, Katrin? You're in high school now. What's it like? No, it's pretty much just, like, if you want to take AP, you take it. Um, The one thing... In elementary and middle school, there is, like, the challenge program where if you're accelerated in reading or math, you're in, like, a different class. Mm-hmm. And But you just take a test, and if you get in, and anyone can take the test, and if you get in, then you're in. But... Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Ray Doria says, Daniel is just so good at using his charm to play Lindsay. He knows exactly what he is doing. And is manipulating her the whole time. Lindsay is a tr- just a trusting person in general, so she doesn't see what's going on. She's just falling for his charm at every turn. I absolutely love the end when he is telling the three-track story to Mr. Rosso and Mr. Kaczewski. And Lindsay finally realizes what was going on. The look on her face is so great. She looks stunned, but you can also see her processing everything and then when she busts out laughing laughing and she spits everywhere it's so mm-hmm. priceless she realizes that she has been duped and can't do anything about it but laugh i think by the end of this one we have more of a picture of daniel as a person he isn't a very good person at all and uses the things that he knows he is good at to manipulate the situations to get what he wants he may not be very book smart but he's certainly street smart as for the geek storyline i really like it it is a real coming-of-age moment for Sam. I will never forget the first time I saw a dirty video when I was younger. <clears throat> when you don't know much about what sex is and then you see something like that, you can never unsee it. It's like opening Pandora's box for Sam. It almost seems crazy that someone as immature and clueless as Sam could be in the same school as someone like Daniel, who has so much more life experience. Which is a very good point, but if you remember being a freshman... And seeing the seniors around there, like the seniors are just, they topple over the freshmen. It's like a different life. In fact, in my school, and this is Rich talking now, by the way. In my (laughs) school, they actually took the freshmen and they shoved you all off into a separate wing of the school where you would never have to confront any of the other older kids. Because there was such a huge disparity in in physical prowess and and mental fortitude. Um, The opposite happened in my school. Like, my high school is just both the middle school and the high school, so you have, like, kids from age 12 to 18 just mixed together. Wow. Yeah, and it's, sometimes it's so hilarious because you see, have somebody who's really tall at the walking next to somebody really short, but... <laughs> Do you ever see, like, a 17-year-old hanging out with a 13-year-old, like, boys? Yeah. <laughs> really? That's crazy. That's... I mean, Creepy. if it's... But if it's working, I mean, it's good for everyone to be friends and, like, help each other, right? I mean, they were dating, but... Oh, they were dating. Well, yeah. that's that's different. <laughs> 17 and 13 probably shouldn't be happening. 
Yeah. I was not. The mom loved that. (laughs) Yeah, I was not thrilled when my son was 14 dating a 17 year old. Oh, my. Look at him. (laughs) I mean, I would have been proud. Oh, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) It was, well, you know, it wasn't anything with her personally. No, it's just the age. age, When you're 14, I mean, you're 14, you're little still, you know? Yeah. I feel like uh, I didn't really start to understand how to take care of myself and, and know what to do in situations like that until I was about 16. You know? yeah. 16 yeah. is when you really start to feel like you're coming into being yourself. 14, yeah. you're still just a little kid just like walking on eggshells. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Anyway, uh, he finishes, I thought the payoff with Mr. Fredericks worked well, though, and Sam's crush on Cindy Sanders is adorable. And I'm going to turn that into adorkable because it is adorkable. (laughs) Um, And Elizabeth Smith says, this episode is great. I especially enjoy the geeks. It was quite a feat to get access to porn back in the day. There's a, (laughs) she seems like she knows what she's talking about. There's an innocence (laughs) to these teenagers that can't really be replicated in a current show. And their varied reactions were priceless. Anybody else reminded of order erotic mummification scene from Dexter when he's <laughs> explaining we show sex? A cartoon. To Sam, um, I I don't know. I don't remember either of these. But oh, that was one of the best ever scenes from Dexter ever. Really, I don't remember that at all. What season was that? In? That is season five. There, I think Dexter and the basically season. Um, yeah. Um, they uh... come. Dexter's at a warehouse, and he had just killed somebody or something, and Masuka and Deb come upon him and the murder scene, and he has to pretend he just did it, and all of a sudden, Masuka knows exactly what happened, because the guy's all wrapped in plastic, and he talks about autoerotic mummification, and it just kind of fades out where all you can do is, it's Dexter's voiceover at this point. And Masuka is just doing these hand gestures, and he is so confident he knows exactly what he's talking about, and it is so hilarious. Yeah. Well, they had to come up with, like, you know, 400 billion ways that the Dexter Dexter could get away with this stuff, (laughs) even though it's clear exactly what's going on. Um, And Elizabeth finishes by saying, you don't need to hear anything. Just the visuals is enough. Awesome. Oh, the visuals was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And that Dexter scene. Yes, yes. And that is the end of feedback. Thank you, everybody, for you sending us feedback. If you want to send us more, you can reach us at mckinleycast at gmail.com. And please, if you're downloading our podcast off of iTunes, go on there, write us a little review, make it positive hopefully and uh because we could always use the itunes reviews it's good for podcasts that's right we've got three big shout out to the three people that have given us very lovely reviews i'm thinking i don't know i've kind of brought it up but i'm thinking of doing a sort of a contest or something where you get entered by um rating our show Mm-hmm. And if we do do that, the three people that have already done it are definitely entered into our contest. Absolutely. Anyway, we can talk about that later, but we don't know what you'll I be have running. an idea. We have to come up with something. <laughs> we will send you virtual hugs. <laughs> <laughs> we will send you non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, there you go. Somehow it will relate to the show. That is one right. thing that we can promise. Yes. 
And the better you rate us on iTunes, the better a chance you have to win. No, that's not true. But you know. <laughs> we have to work out those details. Yeah. But yeah. I think we can pull something out. All right, guys, who won this week? The freaks or the geeks? Um, I'd have to say, oh god, um, the geeks. The geeks, Victoria. Yeah. Even though they spend most of the episode, like, being traumatized by that video, like, they seem to get somewhat over it by the end. But, like, for the freaks, their ending was more Mm open-ended. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Even if if, uh, Daniel wins this one, in the long run, the guy is losing. Yeah. He's losing out, you know? Is he, though? Is he really losing out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he is like losing kinda... something called knowledge. Yes, he is losing out of knowledge. But you could also <laughs> look at it from the perspective that he is doing less work than anybody and getting to the same place. Is he getting to the same place? Because I, I mean, don't know. At I this... mean, if he's been, if he's gonna keep cheating and getting through school that way, is he? I don't know. Is he going to be able to? I mean, some people do manage to just charm and manipulate their way through life. I I don't know if he will or not, but yeah, he's not going to end up in the same place as Lindsay. It's it's hard to you know, he mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to fall back on if the charm doesn't work at this point. So then, what do you say, Carol? You say the the geeks win too? I guess I'm going to go with the geeks, but it's really hard because the geeks had a really rough time of it. Yeah. This you know. Yeah, there so, wasn't many victors going no, on here. No, no. There really there weren't. Is there any... ever in this show? <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while, somebody comes out on top. Um, Katrin, what do you think? I'd say the geeks, too. The geeks. Same reason. But if there or... was a single character who came out, it would have to be Lindsay. Yeah, I don't know about that. Mm, she's probably in big trouble. If If she, if her eyes were open to Daniel... And if it sticks, because that's a big if. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with her next. Because, I mean, if her eyes were really open to Daniel and she she acts on what she now knows about him, mm-hmm. then she she took something valuable away. Yes. I if agree. not, you know, she really is kind of a lost cause. Right. No, it's true. <laughs> with this one, uh, it's hard to say how... The story doesn't really get resolved with the freaks, you know, so it's, it's hard to say if they won or lost. But uh, I would say that if there had to be one victor, it would be Neil. I think Neil had a great Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go with – and I'm going to go with the geeks too just because Neil wins in my book. And uh, Bill loses, but Sam, Sam ends up kind of coming back in the end, and he might be better for this whole experience. Might you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm a total geeks win. All right. Well, then we got geeks across the board. Well, I mean, Sam got that. He got a good discussion with Mister Fredericks. He got an education in sex. He got knowledge. And yeah, and he ended up being okay to go approach Cindy Sanders Saunders, and he kind of felt a little more confident. He kind of knew what was going on. Totally true. If we're going to say that knowledge, that the person that gets the knowledge is the winner, Sam got the knowledge and Daniel missed the knowledge. So there you go. Geeks win. And Sam was totally in his wheelhouse. Totally. Yeah. Sam. No, I mean Neil. 
I get so confused because his name's Sam Levine. I when That's you really said confused. that, I knew exactly what you were saying, yeah. and then I was like, "Yeah, no, me too." <laughs> Neil was in his wheelhouse the entire time. I've yeah. got just a few little facts. If we want yeah. to move on. Let's okay. do it. Um, for deleted scenes, what I didn't mention is when Mr. Russell at the very beginning is approaching everybody. Um, he finds Lindsay and Kim. And he asks Lindsay to join the ecology club. And Lindsay totally blows him off. Hardcore. I don't remember exactly how she did it. But as they're walking away, Kim goes, Is that hippie, like, into you or something? (laughs) I thought was funny. Um, There's some outtakes of the geeks watching the porno. And they say a few funny things and mess up and laugh. So I think they filmed that for a long time and just had ad-libbing going on. And pretty funny, worth watching. Um, there's a commentary done by Mr. Rosso, Mr. Fredericks, and Mr. Kalchewski, and when I say those names, I mean they did it in character. The actors <laughs> did a commentary of that episode in character. That's which was great. Um, and let's see, um, and then the director of the episode and Apatow does a commentary again, um, and you know, in the scene, we didn't even talk about the scene, but when Lindsay and Millie, when Millie kind of says that there's a rumor that she helped Daniel and she totally, and Lindsay just spills her guts about what she did, and Lindsay and um, Millie breaks out laughing and doesn't believe her, she gets that great laughing reaction because they wanted a really good laugh, and so one of the crew members mooned her. <laughs> and it surprised her, and she laughs. Nice. And let's see. I guess that director had a really strange acting style or directing style where he doesn't say action and it kind of keeps actors just kind of guessing and kind of trying to stay in character the whole time because they don't know when he's actually starting the scene. And I think that's all I got. I I had meant to mention that I thought it was interesting that Millie believed in Lindsay more than her parents did. I think I think knowing that would break Millie's heart. Yeah. 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 She just didn't want to believe it. Hey, one other thing that uh, I didn't mention, but I, I meant to. Something I noticed that kind of disappointed me a little bit was I had not um, put together Daniel's last name mm-hmm. before. But um, I, I was it was unfortunate that they seemed to have made him Italian. Why? Because there's a certain stereotype on television of the charming, mm-hmm. uh, womanizing, not too bright Italian right. male mm-hmm. that I had not been aware of until I started um, dating Alex's dad way back when. <laughs> and, and he mentioned it and I was like, really? And then I started watching and I'm like, oh, good grief. It's every single one of these guys is Italian. This yeah. one, And so it's like, when he said his name at the his last name at the, I was like, "What? Wait a minute! Oh no! Come on! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on! Don't do that!" Well, it's true. It definitely is a trope that exists. Yeah. Um, but at least they don't upplay the fact that he is Italian. You know, he doesn't act like. A... Yeah, he's not like the how you doing. Yeah. <laughs> he never says <laughs> he's that. Not Joe, he's not Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> right. Um, hey, I I missed one juicy fact. Yeah, shoot. Okay, I don't know if this was a joke or not, 
but Apatow said that on the table for a third season idea was that Lindsay screws Rosso. Oh my god. Ew. Wait, wait. There are multiple meanings to screws. Uh, they mean the one. Okay. Ew. Yeah. Well, Rosso definitely, when he was coming through the halls, there was a certain skeevy sort of factor. You there. think? Yeah, I didn't. Got a little uh, pedo it, in there. It was it was uncomfortable. I found mm. some of his. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Mr. Rosso and Lindsay do not have sex in the first season. Of the Thank show. God. Aren't you guys glad? <laughs> yes. Yes. But here is one reason to be happy that they didn't make it to three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> they did not have to see that. Seriously, that's hilarious. It might have changed by then, though. Well, let's just hope. Okay, ratings. Aisha. Um, I guess I'll have to be like the teacher and give this episode an A. An A. Yeah. I didn't um find anything I didn't like about this episode and I really enjoyed it. And it di- it didn't bore me and I don't know. I, th- I feel like Lindsay and actually now that I think about it, the fact that the background character some characters are pushed into the background does kind of annoy me, but it doesn't annoy me that much. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. one back one character wasn't in it at all which yeah, would be Seth was... Rogen again Ken again yeah. yeah I didn't realize how many episodes he missed like I uh, last time I watched this for whatever reason I, I thought he was in every episode and no he, I do I remember less. I always think of him as kind of almost a periphery character but not quite but hmm. I think he's been in only in half the episode so far mm-hmm. alright Katrin I'm giving it an A, too. I really liked it. It's my favorite episode so far, I think. All right. Excellent. Carol? Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of any reason why it, you know, why I wouldn't give it an A, and I couldn't really come up with anything. I mean, there's there's good storylines for everybody. Um, Lindsay has revelations. Daniel really shows who he is. Um, Sam goes through all kinds of stuff um even the the gym teacher had a had an arc almost you know i mean he was such a jerk at the beginning and by the end it was like oh okay this guy isn't isn't that big a jerk after all Mm um so yeah i'll go with an a all right m i can't decide between a really low a minus or a really high b plus um I'd go more B plus because of the absence or most absence of Nick and no Ken mm-hmm. and, but an A minus from, it is a good episode, but I do know what's coming. Mm. I just, I think the show just gets greater and greater and there's just so much great stuff coming up that A minus ish to a B plus ish. All right. We'll say I'll A minus, a low A minus. A B positive. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna give it an A minus. I like it a lot. It's a uh, it's a very fun episode. Uh, like Emma said, that the lack of the recurring characters is kind of a bummer a little bit. But I feel like they're like Carol said, just the progression of and the small arcs of pretty much every character that is being focused on is really really well done. And uh, and it remains funny throughout. You know, the if the if any of these episodes keeps me laughing throughout the course of the episode, that's a big factor for me. And um, 
this one absolutely even through all the emotional turmoil like if you could go through the emotional turmoil and still be laughing that's what makes the episode really good for me and and this one has that so i'm gonna give it an a minus so we got three a's a b plus a minus and an a minus you've convinced me i'm gonna go with a minus because you're right if they would have been taking out a few characters let some focus and do some really great character arcs with the ones that they do focus on. And that is a good thing. And it is funny. Boy, it keeps me laughing the whole time. Yes, so, yes. A minus. All right. So then Convinced. we're, we're going to average this out to an A because there's more A's than A minuses. So this <laughs> is the best scored um, episode that we've had so far. And I, I think this is my favorite also so far. I mean, I, I, I love the pilot a lot. The pilot's great. Um, but like I said when I rated the pilot, I, I it's hard to differentiate between pilot, finale, and just episodes in the middle. So when I say that it's my favorite, this is my favorite since episode two, you know. But I, think, it. It, I think Mine it's too. really good. All right, guys, got some quotes. Let's do the quotes. I've got one quote. All right, I've got one quote too. Me too. Me too. Ooh, Me too. What if we all have the oh same boy. quote? Well, I think I everyone think knows I, mine. It's I a quote off too, but. Somewhere here. I actually wrote a few down, actually. So. Oh wait, I have two also. All right, cool. We're good to go. Um, who wants to go first? Frog I will. We know shoe. mine. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say everybody raise their hands, but I like <laughs> I'll just do mine because we've already kind of said it. All right, go ahead. Close. He beat the living crap out of me, and when I say beat the living crap out of me, I mean the living crap. <laughs> <laughs> I love his delivery so much. <laughs> That's it. Gatron? Um, we could have made our own porno by now. <laughs> <laughs> Aisha? Do you have any popcorn? Phil, this is a porno. You don't eat popcorn during your porno. <laughs> uh, well, when you don't know what to do about the porno, you might want to just eat some popcorn. <laughs> Carol? We're all going for that same scene. And to finish off that scene, are we going to go to hell for this? <laughs> go to hell. Damn it. You took it. <laughs> uh, did I take it? It's okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Here. Forget I said that one. No, 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 no. You already said it. Don't take another one. <laughs> Let me get something out of here. All right. Hold on. Here. This is from. Uh, the the last scene with the in the Mr. Kalchevsky's office. I'll never teach again. That'd be a start. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I had were was uh, one that's been quoted a few times during the podcast, which is uh, "Those are the kind of kids that get you killed." <laughs> that's right. Partially, partially because it echoed the father's earlier, you know, when he kept doing. You know why? Because they died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was like, okay, so now we have, I guess it was a, a male thing in, in the writers, you know, from that era or something for the writers. True. Anybody else got any more? Uh, I just wrote down, who cares what she's doing? She's naked. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that one. Uh, yes. Only perverts watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, then every man in America must be a pervert. Right. <laughs> Oh, and I also wrote down, so should I start it up again? <laughs> and he was like, just all ready to just watch it again. <laughs> Everyone else just traumatized. 
Yeah, seriously. Um, anything else, guys? Any interesting tidbits anyone wants to share? I've already discussed way more about my personal life. I just want to stop talking. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, what's next? I'm with the band. I'm with the band, yes, and we got Bob on that one. We got Bob. He corrected us last time when we were wrong about him being on this one. So he did, and sure. he actually does enjoy the show. He says that he actually likes the show a lot. There hasn't been an episode he dislikes. And he never hated Mr. Rear. He just thought he was a cartoon. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Which, yes, he, I remember he hates this Mr. Rocco, though. I remember this conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, there, and he does have a point about the cartoonish nature of Mr. Weir. Yes. yes, but I just thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But it is different than Giles and Joyce. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. All right, well, I guess that's it. So I'm with the band next week. And um, if you guys haven't watched it yet, the commentary episode for Tests and Breasts uh, with Carol and her son Alex was fantastic. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. And that's how I actually rewatched this episode along with that. I still haven't watched that. I was going to do it today and I napped instead. Well, I strongly (laughs) suggest you guys all uh, check that out. I'm definitely going to. Yay. All right, guys. It was good being back. It was good being back. Alrighty. Um, talk to you later. All right. Bye. 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 I'm keeping in that little laugh you just did. <laughs> <laughs>
think when they say 